You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them Kim Trails in the sky. Grand Rising, everybody. Happy Friday to you. We got a fantastic Friday show for y'all today. I'm really excited because it's been a long time coming. I get to sit down with my guy, Eugene Moore, CEO of Rain City Electric. He's going to be telling us all about his journey as an electrician, how he's built up his business and stayed connected to community. So I'm so glad that he has made time in his schedule to be with us today. Of course, though, y'all, it's the top of the show. So it's a great time to tag and share the stream. That's right. You get to participate by tagging and sharing the stream and sharing it with folks you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. If you can't watch us, don't worry. We got you covered. You can always listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network and The Day with Trey. Y'all will find me on Google, Spotify, iTunes, or Apple Music, SoundCloud, whatever one is your favorite Y'all will find us there. Just search for us. I think 200 plus platforms. We appreciate you tagging and sharing the stream and sharing the podcast. Um, This is how we spread the word here. So we thank y'all so much for participating in that work. Well, you know, before I get to Eugene, it's really exciting because here at Converge, we have so many amazing, talented individuals who are doing great things on the ground. And of course, my good sis, Besa Gordon, is keeping it lit with her media mixers. Check this out from the last one this month. Hey, what's going down? It's your boy Cuddy, and we're here live at the Museum of Pop Culture at the Real Seattle Media Mixer, hosted by my good sis, iHeart's very own Basa Gordon. We got DJ Yaddy on the ones and twos. We got a full celebrity jam-packed panelist coming up. Man, plenty of exclusives, plenty of celebrities. If you're not here, you're wrong. Make sure to get down here and join me, your boy Cuddy, and my girl Basa. It's going down. Big shout out to Basa. The Converse team is here. You know, Dream Team always got to make dreams come true. Practice your pitch with anything. It's like practice what you're doing so that you can speak to it, speak confidently. Before I started doing anything with art, the last job I think I had, I was selling cars. And that's the first thing they teach you on a car lot. If anybody's ever worked on a car lot, they teach you know your product. You really, if you know your product well, you really just, it's going to come out of you, right? Um, it's very emotional. I haven't cried today till now, so I'm very proud of myself. But it's one of those things where I'm happy that I was able to do this for my city on MLK Day. Bring black people together and give us information. Marketing, networking, branding. The things that we have to pay so much money for. The things where you see people that look like you and they're doing a great job and you're like, how'd they do that? They're right here, ask them. A lot of us get caught up in the algorithm and all that type of stuff. Don't pay attention to none of that. Like, just post your shit. Yeah. Like, totally. at this point, just post your shit. You know what I mean? People that's supposed to see it, gonna see it. If you don't like it, that's fine. But like I said, you just want to get it out there. It's amazing. Yeah. I was like, you got the mobile? Like, that's, that's real for real. Like, yeah. I'm trying to start a podcast, so I'm looking for people I can collaborate with and network with to get everything started. 
I'm a model who was based out in Los Angeles who needs to start her base out here. So just networking, getting my name out there and getting people to come and network with me. Same, I'm also interested in starting um, a little larger growth on my Instagram and meet some new people. Your brand story, what inspires you? What, what sets you apart? I think connections, inspirations, whenever you're able to be around people that are in the field you are, it's always good to compare notes and check in and just be inspired again because it gets difficult. So I always come out of these types of events inspired. Just connecting with the BIPOC community within Seattle because yeah. at the end of the day, we I know we are limited. So like yeah. <laughs> let's like come together as a community, BIPOC community, come come as one. As you can see, my good sis Basa here is trying to do a monumental thing. She's breaking barriers, she's opening the door for people that look just like us and making it at an affordable rate. You can't beat free. So when it comes time to it, when you're looking for these opportunities and like, wow, where are the black people? Why is there no opportunities for Seattle? Like, no, tap in with Basa, the real Seattle mi media mixer. You feel me? Like these are the type of things that you're supposed to tap in with. It's here for you. What can we expect the next time? Like, how do you top this? Ah, we'll be back here in June for a very special day. I'll say that much. All right. <laughs> and you heard it here. It's your boy, Cuddy. My good sis, Basa, and we're signing out. Peace. The Real Seattle Media Mixer. The Real Seattle Media Mixer. The Real Seattle. That's right, y'all. The Real Seattle Media Mixer. Shout out to Basa Gordon, my, my good director over here, Curtis Cuddy Delgado. The whole team of Converge was in the building to not just be there and, and, and enjoy, uh, you know, what, what the panelists were talking about, but also to really support Beza was so huge to be at Mopop. Congratulations, hun. This is amazing that you keep on putting these events on and really bringing information to the people. It's so necessary and it's such a great space for a lot of folks uh, from the global majority to participate in learning about how to market themselves properly, how to build their audience up, how to share what they're doing. And you know, for me here on the day with Trey, I'm always about how we share our stories and how we come together and connect. And you really have curated such an amazing space where folks are looking forward to the next one. So make sure y'all are following us on Converge Media, WW Converge on Instagram. Follow me at Trey Holiday. Follow Besa at Besa Gordon. Make sure y'all are tapping in with what we are offering because I'm telling you, if you are looking to get engaged and involved with that audience, Converge is the place to be. And it's because we're going to keep on giving y'all opportunities to be connected, stay connected to these stories and be engaged and involved. Well, I get to talk with my guy, Eugene Moore, after this short break. Of course, when I talk about inspiring stories, he has one to share about his journey as an electrician and how he's built up Rain City Electric. So stay tuned after this short break, y'all. You're watching The David Trey. Prosperity in Black America. What will this require? Is Black business prospering? Are we reaching women and minority-owned businesses? How do we achieve earning parity for wealth for our families? Do our children really have access to education? Will our families have choices for our children? Prison pipelines, 
mass incarceration, tearing our families apart, a healthcare system not accessible to the masses, the disproportionate termination of black women from corporate America. When will we actually begin to address what's really at play? How do black people gain more power to help make these changes? This requires a lot of political will and courage. I'm that provocateur of change. I am Cindy Bright. Welcome to Heartbeat. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Trey Holiday. We're bringing back Black love when we met. That's right. We need something to warm all of our hearts and to elevate love once again in our communities. We want y'all to go to whereweconverge.com forward slash Black love so y'all can nominate your favorite couple for the next rendition of this show with me as the host. Let me sit down and have them on my couch and share how their love can inspire us all. Make sure y'all go and get your nominations in today and be on the lookout for Black Love when we met coming at you on Converge Media very soon. Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. I got to put another plug in for Ain't Too Proud. I'm telling you, if you haven't gotten your tickets already, make sure you go to stgpresents.org. Get your tickets to Ain't Too Proud, The Story of the Temptations. Uh, you will not be disappointed. It was such a whole vibe. And you have until February 5th, y'all, to go see this show. So I had to make that plug. Of course, I'm excited, though, because it's been a long time coming. Welcome, Eugene. Welcome to the Black Media Matter Studios in my living room set. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Proud to be here. Yeah. Well, you know, your story really starts as somebody who grew up in the CD, have a lot of ties to so many people here. Tell us a bit about the beginnings of you saying, you know, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to make a shift here and actually go get my skills. And what made you choose electrician? Well, um, I was about 19 uh, years old at the time. And uh, I had uh, <clears throat> primarily was just spending my my time hanging out on the, on the block, you know, on the streets and, um, you know, decided at one point that, um, you know, I didn't want to live like that, you know, that I, um, that I was destined for something better. And um, it's funny because I actually had always wanted to be a dentist, you know, and, um, but some of the choices that I had made at the time um, made me feel that I couldn't go that direction. So, you know, I thought, <clears throat> you know, why not, you know, join a trade? And so me and a friend used to hang out at uh, Seattle Vocational Institute. And we used to just, you know, talk to girls and stuff like that and just hang out on the steps, you know? And uh, one day, <clears throat> we would just do that every day. And uh, one day, a guy named Bob Markle, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him or not, but um, really cool guy, uh, started a program, a pre-apprenticeship program. And, you know, and uh, he offered us, you know, a position in the class, you know, as a way that we could still talk to the girls, you know, but, uh, but also learn some skills. So um, we ended up doing that, me and a friend. And... Uh, and from that point, I was just kind of off to the uh, to the races. Um, I had they had a the Welch Plaza, Welch Plaza mm -hmm. on Jackson that was uh, torn down, and they were building some apartments. So they pulled us out of the class, and uh, and I kind of just took off from there. 
Wow. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, I've talked to several other guests here about the importance of the trades, really getting our young folks to understand it's such an amazing lifestyle that you can create for yourself. And you really have uh, become an example of that. Uh, as you got into the business, tell us a bit about the journey, because we know that there are certain steps you have to go through, right? Certain hours in terms of being on the job before uh, you opened up Rain City Electric. Just tell us a bit about your journey as an electrician on, on, on your own. Well, what's funny is, <clears throat> so when I, that job that we had started at Welch was actually contracted by a contractor outside of the CD or like the city limits. So um, because they were bidding the work in a um, urban neighborhood, they had to hire a certain amount of minorities. So what was crazy is that they pulled uh, a few students out of the class and I started on that, on that, uh, that job. Uh, the crazy part is um, I, they didn't really, they put me in school, they had to put me in school, um, but essentially they didn't really have to teach me anything on the job. So the first two years I spent <clears throat> just sweeping a broom, you know, and while they were bringing in other, other guys, teaching them, training them how to run wires. And because I lived in the neighborhood, um, sometimes I would hop over the fence at night and just like follow the wires to see how you know, the other guys during the day were doing things. But for two years, I didn't touch a wire at all. And so um, once that contract was filled by the company, I was laid off. <clears throat> and then around that time, there was no Google or, you know, Yahoo or anything yeah. like that to, to go search for jobs. And, you know, back then it was like the newspaper. So <clears throat> I found uh, a job with a company out in Everett. But by that time, <clears throat> I was a second year apprentice and I was in a four year program. Uh, they you know, once the the job was over, I didn't, they didn't have to pay for school anymore. So I didn't go to school after that. I did, I took two years of school. I excelled in that. Um, but when I got to the second uh, company, I didn't really know too much of anything because I had been pushing a broom the whole time. So um, I got to this company and I remember a funny, uh, funny story where uh, I went to a job, you know, I was always really good at selling myself mm -hmm. and, um, and talking and stuff like that. So I so I got the position, and, and during that time, you you were you got paid based on the tier you were at or the the year of the year you were in as far as your apprenticeship. And so I was a second year apprentice at the time, and I was you know supposed to be making a certain amount of money or you know uh, based on my expected level of skill, right? Mm -hmm. So when I got to this company, I really didn't know how to do anything, but I sold myself like I could. They sent me to a job. And uh, I remember stripping a piece of wire um, with uh, with like some pliers or something, something crazy like that. And then one of the one of the journeymen has seen seen that and was like, "No, that's not how how it's done." They sent me back to the office. I talked to him. It's like, "Yo, they didn't teach me anything," you know. So I took a pay cut, and then from there on out, for the next two years, I just learned how to how to wire houses and stuff like that. And um, I was always. Uh, underpaid though you know i was always just you know didn't really i didn't really feel like i was appreciated a lot but i just i knew i had a vision i, I didn't want to work for a company for the rest of my life mm -hmm. i knew i just wanted to learn the skill figure out the business part and then go from there wow well yeah. so you always had this vision then and honestly a lot of uh folks uh that i've talked to always talk about you know you get your bearings you know throughout the journey before you become a journeyman or whatever the steps are right i'm always thinking journeyman but there's probably other steps there but before you get to a certain place where like you kind of max out basically right in terms of pay 
you know, learn the skills, go on these jobs and learn the skills. But the great thing about the trades is you can always take that skill and create a business uh, out of it. So tell us about the beginnings of Brain City Electric. What had you land on the name? It's a great name, right, for, for this area. But tell us a bit about the beginnings when you finally got to that point of, all right, I've learned enough in this environment. Now I can take it to another level and become my own business. Well, um, the company, when I first started <clears throat> my company, um, the name was Revolt Electric. Um, and I named it Revolt Electric because um, for the time I had spent learning all the skills that I learned because I jumped from job to job intentionally so I can learn a full spectrum of the trade, you know? So I did um, outdoor stuff, indoor stuff, smart homes, you know, all types of things like that. <clears throat> um, but during this process, um, I went, you know, I got, there was a particular way I was treated, you know, and, you know, I don't like always, I don't like throwing the, the, the race car in it, but I think it had a lot to do with um, uh, some things, you know, as far as, you know, my pay, you know, my pay scale, um, you know, how I was treated on the job side, stuff like that. And, uh, and I just kind of had this, um, not necessarily a rebellious attitude toward it, but, you know, I wanted to stand for something, you know, so revolt was kind of like a double entendre, you know, a volt is a measurement of electricity and, you know, revolt was, was something that I, or re, revolt, I wasn't necessarily revolting, but I was just kind of like push, you know, pushing the line for what I believed in, you know, so uh, uh, re, revolt electric was the name and, and we did very well. And um, it was like my second, or third year officially in business, and then the BLM thing hit. You know the stuff with um, George Floyd, and um, and that the name started to get cause me problems. You know, mm. it started to cause me problems. Customers started to ask me about the um, origination of the name, and um, and I started to see <clears throat> just because of the climate of uh, the country that. With that name and then me having that black face, I started to get a little um, blowback from that. Mm -hmm. So I changed the uh, the name. You know, it was a business decision to change the name, and I chose Rain. You know, because it was a strong, powerful name, and uh, and it just stuck from there. Well, there you have it. I mean, that's a great story, and you're so right in terms of, you know, uh, I could see how that may cause some customers to go, wait a minute, are, what are you it revolting did. against? It did because I would find myself at jobs and customers would honestly ask me, you know, like what, what's up with the name, you know? And there were some jobs that, um, that got, you know, that I didn't win because of the name, you know? Wow. So wow. that was important. Well, I mean, it goes back to, I think, uh, in terms of you actually identifying your customer base, knowing what you need to do in order to take on more jobs. But this is also, uh, you know, an industry where you're oftentimes bidding for work. Tell us a bit about that process, because as you talk about, you know, building it up in the first few years and, you know, doing really well, what does that look like on the back end for you? Well, there's a few parts to bidding. It's not about just giving the right numbers. I think you have to give, or what I've learned is that you have to give the customer an experience. You know, there's a um, a level of respect that you have to bring to the customer. And for for some reason, I'm you know I've always just been really personable. And so I think you know I've learned that the numbers really don't dictate whether you get a job or not, whether they're high or 
or what you low or whatever. I think it's a feeling that customers get when they meet you. So, you know, prime, I do a lot of like <clears throat> on the ground work, you know, the first, uh, I'm the first point of contact for the customers. You know, it's like a lot of other companies, when you call their number, you'll get like an, a receptionist or something like that. And, um, you know, I, I model my company a little different where, you know, when the calls come in, they're getting the owner, you know what I mean? And, um, and then they, and then they get dispatched from there, you know? So, um, from the phone call to the time when I walk in the business or the house, you know, they're getting, you know, what I represent, you know, and then my, my employees are just an extension of me, you know what I mean? But I bring it to the table first. And, uh, and, um, and so the binning really, like I said, really isn't the numbers. It's just, you know, I try to provide, uh, an experience to the customers, you know, that I make them, I treat them like I would my brother or sister, you know, and they trust me, you know, and I think that's a big thing, you know? Yeah. That says, uh, uh, speaks volumes. I mean, I know when I moved into my condo and I had some issues, uh, you were the first one I called. Cause I'm like, look, I know I already trust them. I know I'm like, he's going to send some professionals out. And so I'm a customer y'all. So it's not just that he has an amazing story. I can also vouch for this level of service that you're speaking about, but also too, there's something to be said about the team you build. I mean, if you're building up a business and it starts with you kind of you know, solo electrician, how have you been intentional to build a team that also understands the level of service that you are providing for all of your clients and customers? I think uh, finding the right um, people um, have a lot to do with um, passion, you know, like you got to have people who are not, who, who don't, because you make really good money doing this, you know, whether you're doing what I'm doing or you're actually out in the field, you know, some of uh, the guys that we pay make $60 an hour right now, you know, it's just really good uh, money, you know, so, you know, just trying to find guys that aren't worried about a paycheck, you know, that care about the business just as much as I do, you know, um, that uh, pay attention to the small details, they don't, you know, waste material, stuff like that, you know, um, guys that are presentable, respectful, you know, and you just get an energy when you're around, a good person, you know, so I try to find those type of people. I didn't really, <clears throat> there was a time where I was like, um, profit driven, where I would, um, where I didn't care who I hired. It was just like, you know, if you have the license and you're, you can do the work, you're hired, you know, but I started to get, um, uh, feedback from customers, you know, about, you know, like everything was good at first. And then this guy came and, and he was just a, you know, a scumbag, you know? And so um, reviews are important as well, yeah. you know? And so that's like your reputation, you know, that's what stamps you out here, you know? And um, to prevent the bad ones and to, pre to prevent the bad experiences, I just had to pick the right guys, you know? And, um, you know, these guys, uh, the guys that I have right now are just as loyal, just as passionate, you know, just as driven as I am. And they're really loyal. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that says a lot, too, because you're absolutely right. I think there's also this layer of competitiveness in your industry in terms of like, oh, you know, well, what what is the next leg for me in terms of me building my skill sets? I mean, you even talked about you uh, early on, you know, going from job to job because you were really looking to, you know, experience all the facets of the business and the trade. And that really helped you as a business owner. Right. To be able to bring all of those skills uh, to your team and to your clients. But when you think about uh, ways of growing and you think about the next four or five years, uh, tell us what is on the horizon for Rain City Electric? 
Um, well, I'm always trying to stay ahead. Um, I think the key to to have an edge is is information and and just uh, knowing about the industry. So you know, I subscribe to a lot of um, uh, channels on YouTube, um, magazines, stuff like that. Um, just trying to get ahead, you know, like the EV chargers and the smart cars and solar and stuff like that is going to be a real huge wave very soon. And so, um, just trying to stay ahead of the, um, uh, the technology, you know, or not stay ahead, but, you know, keep up with it, you know, and, um, a lot of guys are set in their ways, you know, they just want to, you know, wire lights and bin pipe and stuff like that. Um, but there's so many different um genres uh, in this field and and i think to um to to be the most successful it's not i, I think you you know it's, you, you need to find a niche right but but you also have to um understand the industry yeah. yeah. Well, kudos to you for being so intentional, um, uh, uh, you know, being abreast of all of the different waves that are coming through. And it's so important for us, especially now. There's so many things that are coming through for all of us. There's new technology and there's new trends and there's all these things that we have to keep uh, track of and really stay on top of. So great to hear that you're doing that. Uh, lastly, uh, I got to ask you about staying connected to community. I know oftentimes there are so many opportunities to share your story with other young folks who are like, man, you know, is the trades an option for me? You know, maybe they don't see the four-year college route and they, they want to learn a little bit more. You know, do you uh, find that that's also important to you in terms of sharing what you've built so that others who may see themselves in you can also see this as a pathway for them? Question yeah. How important is it for you to stay connected to the next generation of folks who may be asking themselves, is the trades for them? Is this a pathway for me? You know, right. I think uh, me in my community perspective, I'm always thinking, well, you were just like them. You just said it. You know, you were at SVI. You were just, you know, kind of on the streets. And then you had these opportunities, but you took advantage of the opportunities, right? I think a lot of folks sometimes let opportunities go by them. Like, oh, I don't need to take advantage of that right now. Like, it'll come later. And then you never know what later brings, right? So I just wonder how you uh, envision yourself being able to share your story and share your journey so that others can really see themselves in it. Yeah, well, um, like I said, I didn't expect to take this path. You know, it was something that I had to choose because um, because I, I really couldn't do anything else. I had um, a record at the time and, um, and I felt like this was the best direction to go. When I had the uh, opportunity to pick a trade, um, I wanted to, um, you know, I wanted to make the most money, you know, so I picked a trade that I felt, you know, for one, I didn't want to, you know, swing hammers or, you know, chase, you know, piss down a, a toilet, you know, for a lack of a better term. But, um, you know, I wanted to be clean and, and, and I thought that that was just the best thing for me to do at that time. You know, um, I felt, I feel like, you know, learning a skill is really important. Um, me, but but me, me pushing a skill on somebody, um, I don't really try to do that. You know, like it's just, you know, I think everyone should follow their own path. I do feel like the trades are um, important. And it's, you know, from what I understand, the original four-year degree, you know, it's something that there's, there's a difference between, um, you know, a, a trade like this and, and maybe so, something more, uh, um, specialized uh 
like I can take what I do anywhere in the, in the world. I can take it to Africa. I can take it to Miami, you know, and I can get paid roughly the same amount or men make the same amount of money as I can here. So I just seen all the um, variables and, and all the positives in making the decision to do this, you know? And so I would say um, to a young person, not really knowing what they want to do, because there is a time after high school where kids are just kind of like confused, like, and they don't know what they want to do. And I would say um, if you were to get into the trades, I would um, look into each one of them and then find things that, um, that are relative to you, you know, and, and then go from there. Uh, that's a that's a great word of advice from somebody who has done it himself. Of course, uh, I got to give you time. Look right there in the camera. Folks are looking for a solid electrician. If they are trying to connect with you in Rain City Electric, let them know right there how they do that. You can find me at uh, www.raincityelectricwa.com. That's R-E-I-G-N-C-I-T-Y electricwa.com. Right on. Thanks so much for joining me today. Yeah, it was Thank great you. to have you. Y'all, uh, I get to wrap up all of this inspiration right after this short break. Stay tuned. You're watching The David Trey. Pacific Northwest Ballet unveils Giselle, ballet's classic tale of romance, betrayal, and immortal love. The New York Times calls it a triumph, comparable to an epic film. This stunning production is touched by magic. Order tickets now at pnb.org. Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. What an inspiring Friday. Um, when we talk about, you know, folks seeing themselves as a part of the solution, clearly Eugene has done just that and, and saw that the trades and him becoming an electrician was a way for him to make a living and do it well for himself. Uh, as he said, he can take this trade anywhere all over the world and do well for himself. And, and for me, you know, we have talked to folks in the trade we understand. I love how he said it was the original four-year degree. You know, be inspired, y'all. Of course, I am by his story, but also uh, by his commitment to learning the trends of the trade, learning how to keep his company afloat, and also really build up a solid team of electricians and folks like himself who take this role uh, going into people's homes, providing this service very seriously. And as a you know, uh, a, a customer of his, uh, as a somebody who has actually experienced that level of care, uh, I'm telling you, Rain City Electric is a great, great opportunity for y'all if you need some rewiring done, if you're building a new house, if you need some type of electrician services, check out Rain City Electric. Uh, and of course, y'all be inspired to see yourself as a part of the solution as Eugene has done. And that's it for me this this week, y'all. Thanks so much for tuning in. Of course, for me, until Monday at 11 a.m., y'all. Peace. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents.
or Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media. 